you don't do what I say. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and and break against the house, it stands firm because it's well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the flood sweeps down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruin. All right, so we're going to talk about this passage today. And in verse uh, 47, he says this, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. And he says, when you do that, you're going to be like a house that's built with a solid foundation. That when troubles come, when the floodwaters come, when everything comes against you, you will still stand. That's, that's what we're supposed to be. That's, that's, that's the wise person that knows, okay, we need to build this thing on solid foundation. I'm not much of a builder, but I do understand without a foundation, you're in trouble. We had a uh, time at our house where uh, the exterminator was spraying around the house and, and noticed this crack that went all the way down the foundation of our house. And um, he came up and he, he showed it to us. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's been there. It's been there a while. And he said, that's, that's not good. And I was like, okay. He said, if that gets worse, you could, you could have this part of your house could just. And I was like, well, that's, that's where our room is. You know, and um, so that's, that's not good. And uh, so we decided, all right, let's, we got to get that fixed. And I didn't realize how important that was. And I didn't know what kind of damage it could do. But listen, if the foundation isn't strong, then what's on it isn't strong. And uh, so we actually had to get that fixed. We had to make sure that we had a company come out and they had to, the way they did it was uh, amazing, but they fixed it. And, uh, and that's what we need to. We need to make sure our foundation is solid. And sometimes we may not understand how messed up our foundation is, but you'll find out when, when trouble comes. You'll find out. I know a lot of people uh, who, who, man, they know, they know the word. I mean, they know it. They're solid in the sense of Bible knowledge, Bible trivia. They will rip you apart. But when life hits, they fall apart because you can't just know it. You, you have to really have it, believe it, walk in it, and, and take it on. There's a lot of knowledge that doesn't help you unless you apply it and live it out. And uh, so we're going to talk about that today. So in this passage, it says, come to me. It says, those who come to me, who listen, and then do what it says and follows it. So let's talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about coming to Jesus. All right, let's talk about coming to me. There's a lot of times, and we, I talked about this with someone right before service. Do you know when sometimes when trouble comes, there's two choices that people usually take. One is to run to Jesus, or one is to run from him. And those are, those are choices that we make uh, every day we face difficulty. You decide, is this going to build, build me up? Am I going to grow and get stronger through this, or am I going to retreat? Am I going to run? And the Bible is very clear. Jesus tells us many times, listen, come to me. And I've understood as parents, as a parent, I'm not parents, I am a parent. But when my kids would, ever, when my kids would get hurt, there was one time where Meg was running outside in the driveway. She was really little, and she fell just face first on the driveway. 
Now, Meg, you have to understand, Meg, she is, and I don't know how she got this way, because if we go play outside, Patty's the dirtiest one. I mean, she's all play, dirt. She loves outside. Meg hates to be dirty. So when she fell, not only was she scratched up, but she had dirt on her hands. And she just laid there screaming, no, no, no. And she's more upset that she's got dirt on her than she is that she's hurt. And she's screaming. And you know what parents do? They go to them. And then sometimes if they get up and you can tell that they're hurt, you say, hey, come here, come here. Why do we tell them to come here? Because we want to pick them up. We want to help them. We want to hold them. And Jesus tells you to come to him because he wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to comfort you. Those are the things you want. Let's look at these scriptures. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Jesus said, come to me. This is Jesus talking. And he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. See, Jesus doesn't want you going through life carrying all the weight of everything. That's why he says, listen, come to me. And when you come to him and you listen to what he says and you follow it, listen, you're going to make it. You're going to be strong. You're going to stand through the difficult times of life. You're going to stand. And you're going to make it, but you have to come to him. Look at the next verse, John 6, 37. However, those, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. When you come to Jesus, he will never, ever reject you. Never. He will always be there. He'll always be there to help you. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are what? Safe. When you, again, we're talking about being strong when, when the floodwaters and the struggles come. How do we stay strong? We run to Jesus. We run to God. Listen, you can't, you can't make it on your own. I know some of you wish you could. You think you can. I used to think I could. But you can't. And that's why we need to run to him. Because when we run to him, his word says that the righteous run to him and they're safe. And that's us. We need to run to him. And we'll be saved. Psalms 31, 1. Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me, for you do what is right. And then look at verse 19. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on them who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. When you come to Jesus, listen, he will take care of you. He will bless you. And I know this sounds elementary when we talk about, like, well, obviously, yeah, we need to go to Jesus. But, I'm, but I, I'll just tell you, in my own life, you'd be surprised how many times in, in life, for all of us, that that's not the first thing we do. There's a lot of times when you face a situation and you face a difficulty, sometimes we, we try to analyze everything and figure out what we can do. And I'm not saying that we don't have any responsibility. We do. But I am telling you this, that the first thing we need to do is go to Jesus. The first thing we need to do is run to our Father who cares for us, who says he'll help us, who'll be there for us. Just make the decision. You know what? Life is hard. Life hit. There's some stuff going on. And you know what? God, I can't do it without you. And being able to even acknowledge that, sometimes we don't come to Jesus because we don't want to acknowledge that we can't do it. And that's a sad place to be. That's a, that's a dangerous place to be. We got to come to him with confidence that he'll take care of us. Look at Psalms 91. 
Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap, protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers, shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand are dying around you, this evil, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Go back to verse 15 for a minute, Andy, if you don't mind. <clears throat> it says, when they call upon me, I will what? He will answer you. When you come to him, he will respond. He will answer you. And then it says this, that he will be with you in trouble. You know what that means? You'll face trouble, but you will not face it alone. You will not face it alone. You will have Jesus with you. You will have the Spirit of God with you in the midst of no matter what you face. The difficult situations, when things are great, when things are tough, through it all. You have God with you. You have the Spirit of God with you that will get you through whatever it is that you face. And we've all faced difficult times. And you know what? There will be some difficult times ahead that we'll face. But the promise that you have is that you will never face it alone. It's, it's, if you get that, see, there's always, you always feel a little bit, well, I shouldn't say always. I always feel stronger when I have other people with me. When I know I have people with me, I, I always felt like I could do more. Now, that didn't always work good because there were certain things that I thought, hey, you know, I'll, I'll go do that if you'll go with me. And it wasn't things we were supposed to do. But you just know, hey, I don't mind getting in trouble as long as someone else is trouble too. I would get in trouble, but I never got in trouble by myself. I always had people with me. And you always feel more confident to try something or do something. You know, when we were little, we decided... We were going to parachute off the roof of our house with bed sheets. And, uh, and, you know, I got my brothers, and I was like, this is it. This works. I've seen it on TV. You know those G.I. Joe men? For those who go back when I was a kid, and you wrap the parachute around it, and you throw it up in the air, and it unravels, and the, the guy just parachutes down. Okay, we had those as kids. And I remember thinking, you know what? That would be awesome. So I get my Charlie Brown bed sheet. Off my bed, my mom's in the kitchen. She doesn't know what's going on. Me and my brothers go outside. We grab the ladder, put it up, get up on the roof, get to the edge of the roof, and I'm like, I'll go first. And uh, my brothers had no problem with that. Now I know why, but uh, I was like, I'll go first. And I got to the edge of the roof, and I got this sheet in my hand. I grabbed the four corners, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, wisdom hit. And I was like, bro, the peak is higher. You'll float longer. So I went up to the peak of the roof, and I, I mean, literally, it's like this. I grabbed all four corners, and I was like, I believe I can fly. And I, I took off, 
And I mean, I didn't just jump out. I jumped up and out. And I had these corners, and I was looking at my brothers ready to just, like, check this out. And I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> I just remember laying on the ground, uh, body all twisted to the point where, you know, when you get the breath knocked out of you, you can't cry, you can't yell, you can't do anything. And people are asking, you're, you're okay, and you, you can't even answer them. And that's what I'm laying on the ground, and my brothers are like, whoa. And, I, and they're like, you're all right? And I'm like, ah, that's it. And that lasted, it seemed like forever. And then finally, a gasp of air came, and I realized that was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> but, I, but you know what? I was, my brothers, we all together. Like, hey, we'll do it. We'll do it. Now, they learned from my mistake. Uh, but you know what? When you have other people, you'll try anything. When you know you have people with you, you, you fit, you're stronger. You're braver. You're not as, you're not as uh, afraid. There's something about being with other people. You know, when it says one can put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. There's strength in numbers. And when you know that God is with you and when you come to him, he's there for you. He'll talk to you. He'll help you. He'll lead you. He'll, he'll do it. He'll be there for you. You're stronger when you get that understanding. You are never alone. Look at your neighbor and say, you're never alone. All right, so we have to come to Jesus. The second thing, we listen. It says listen to his teaching. Listen. Listen to what he tells you. I just want you to know something that the Bible says, and we're going to read it here in a second, but the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. You can hear the voice of God. And you may not hear an audible voice. I've never heard an audible voice of God. I've never heard this God. Never. But I've heard the voice of God several times. In, the, in my heart, in my spirit, through the word. This is how he speaks to you. This is God's word to you. Uh, whether it's through someone else who speaks a word to you. There's a lot of different ways to hear God. But you hear the voice of God. And we need to tune in and learn how to listen. Even Jesus listened. Look at this. Luke, Luke chapter 2, verse 46. Three days later, he finally dis- they, finally, they were looking for Jesus. That's when he was younger. Uh, they looked for Jesus. They finally discovered him in the temple. He was sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them. And asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked, didn't you know I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother stored all these things in her heart. Verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. And in favor with God and people. Jesus as a man grew in wisdom and his understanding. He grew in stature. But he grew. And part of the way that we grow is we listen. We learn to understand. Now, every time I say listen, I get this little inside of me. Because I don't, I'm not always a great listener. Am I the only one? Okay, for those four, you know what I'm talking about. If you're married, I could probably ask your spouse if you're a great listener. But we need to learn to listen. James 1.19 is in your notes. James 1.19 says this. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. Quick to listen. Be slow to the other stuff. But what you need to be quick to do is listen. Right? All right. All the ladies are like, yes. Some of you are turning your heads. Mm-hmm. Listen to the preacher. Okay. Listen. We need to listen. There is, listen, I believe God wants to speak to you all the time. 
God's always wanting to help you. God's always wanting to, to reveal things to you, to help you get through the things that you're facing. But we, we sometimes get busy uh, talking or, or, you know, we go to God and we, we have a 10-minute slot that we say, right, we're going to spend some time in prayer. And we pray the whole time and then we leave. And there are times where God wants you to just be quiet and listen. Read his word. Listen to what he's saying. Let him speak to you. Let him speak to you. There are times that you need to just, you know, just be quiet. Have you ever had that friend, and if they're here, don't point them out. But have you ever had that friend that they call you and they just, they act like they need you for something, but they just talk. And when they're done, they're done. It's just, just talk, talk. You can't help someone. There's nothing you can do until you can listen. You have to, we have to learn to listen. Even when I walk with God, we have to learn to listen. Uh, Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think that their own way is right, but the wise do what? Listen to others. Wise people aren't just people that go around talking. You know how you get wise? You listen. You listen to other people. You listen to people that have been through it, people that have, have done what you're doing, and they can give you wisdom and knowledge of things that they've learned, even in that business world. You know, you, when you're in business and whatever your uh, business is, whatever you do, people that have done that before, have done that longer than you, that have more experience of that, listen, when they talk to you, listen, listen. Don't go there telling them all the things that you're, you think you need. They know. They've been there. Sometimes you just need to listen. Uh, Proverbs 19.20, get all the advice and instruction you can. You will be wise the rest of your life. All the advice and instruction. There's something I believe that, that Jesus is saying here. He's saying, listen, one of the things you have to do is listen. Come to Jesus and then listen. He, he will speak to you. He will help you. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. 1 Samuel 3, 10. This is when Jesus or God is calling Samuel and he's resting and he hears God's voice and he gets up. And he runs to Eli and he says, hey, did you call me? And Eli says, no, I didn't call you. And he goes back and he lays down in bed again. And then he hears the voice again. He hears Samuel, Samuel. And he gets up and he runs to Eli and he says, did you call me? And he said, no. And finally, Eli said, listen, that may be the Lord talking to you. So he lays back down in verse 10. It says, the Lord came as, and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. God will speak to you when you will listen. Matthew 17, 1 through 5. I love this story. It's just kind of funny to me. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. In other words, here's Peter. One thing I love about Peter is he, he, was just, he would do what he thought was right. He would just do it. He would just say it. He would do it. He was the one who, you know, when they came to get Jesus, he just hacks the guy's ear off. He's the one who says, I'll never deny you. I'll die for you. And then later he denies him. 
you know, he, but he's also the one that stepped out of the boat and walked on water when, when the Lord told him to come. He's the one that did all this, but here he is, and, and, and he's up here, and he sees this stuff happening, and he's like, oh, you know what we could do? And this voice says, hey, that's my son. Listen. In other words, this is my, my, my version. Peter, shut up. That's my son. Listen. Just listen. Right now, it's not about all these ideas you have. Just listen. Listen. And I want to challenge all of us, all of us, listen. Take time to listen to the Lord. Take time to get in his word and let his word speak to you. The Bible says that his word is a lamp to your feet and a light into your path. His word will direct you with decisions you have to make. His word will give you uh, guidance. His word will show you things that you need to know. His word will come alive for you. Sometimes you just need to stop and you need to listen. Luke 10, 39. This is where Mary and Martha, Jesus comes, and, and, and Martha's all trying to fix this great meal. And she's working, and she's getting everything ready. And Mary's just sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening. Mary's just sitting there. And Martha is all upset, saying, could you tell, tells Jesus, could you tell, you know, Mary to help? And Jesus said, listen, she's chosen the best. She's chosen the right thing. And that is to sit before the Lord and listen. Acts 16, 14, uh, Lydia's listening to Paul speaking. It says, Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. And as she listened, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. So as she's, as she's listening, God is opening her heart. God is doing things. And listen, God will do things in you as you listen, as you sit before him, as you get in your word, and as you listen. And then finally, obey. Psalms 121. 128.1, how joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. Let's go ahead to the next one. Psalms 119.57-30, Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promised. I ponder the direction of my life, and I turn to follow your laws. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. We need to be people that hurry and do it quickly. I've heard someone say that delayed obedience is disobedience. And that's true. And if I ask my kids, hey, I need you to go upstairs and grab that and bring it down here to me, and they just sit there. And they sit there. That's disobedience. Even if you plan on getting it next week, I said, go get it. You know, go get it. That means go get it. Right? So when the Lord speaks to us and he tells us what he wants us to do and his word is speaking to us and we're hearing it, didn't we have to not just be hearers of the word but be doers? And that's what this next verse talks about. James 1.22, don't just listen to God's word, but you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. There's something about hearing the word, but then the step that actually gets you to walk in victory is when you actually apply and do what it says. And, and that's the part that sometimes we get hung up on. Especially certain things. Love your enemies. Oh, oh well. Well, that we need to obey that. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, well, well, you know, that's, yeah, but that's not what that means. Forgive those. Forgive others as you've been forgiven. Well, that, yeah, but you don't know what they did. No, obedience is obedience. And for you to be able to live life where when the, when the storms come and the, and, the, and, the struggle, and the struggles come and you can stand strong in victory, 
when you're going to the Lord and you're hearing from him, and then you obey what he says. But see, God knows. He sees everything. He knows what your future looks like. He knows what tomorrow looks like. And he'll lead you and guide you in the decisions that you need to make. But you can only make those decisions if you hear what he tells you. And you can only hear from him if you come to him. You're not going to hear from God if you don't give him any time. You're not going to hear from the Lord if you, don't, if you don't go to him. I can't tell you how many times I've had people that have come into my office or called, and they said, I'm struggling with this decision. I don't know what to do. And I would ask this question, you know, have you prayed about it? No. That might be one reason why you don't know what to do. Because sometimes the Bible says that when you need wisdom, ask. And he'll generously give it to you. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with getting insight from other people. There's nothing wrong with going to people and saying, hey, just, you know, have a decision to make. You know, what do you, what do you think? doesn't mean you can't grow from other people. But I'm telling you, you can go to the Lord. And he'll give you wisdom. There's been decisions that, that I've made that were beyond my own wisdom, beyond my own understanding, because I prayed and I asked the Lord, what do you want to do? Then there's been the other side of those decisions that I've made because I thought, okay, God, I got this one. You just relax. You just rest. You know, you answer a lot of stuff. I, got, I, I can handle this one. And then when it was all said and done, I thought, man, I should have asked him because he knew this would happen. But you can hear from God, but only when we go to him. But then when he tells you, you need to be obedient, even if it doesn't seem to make sense to you. 1 Samuel 15, 22. Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings or sacrifices obedience, or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Submission is better than offering the fat of the rams. Listen, obedience is, is obeying God is what matters. It doesn't matter how much you do for him. If you're not obedient, it doesn't matter. We need to be people that walk in obedience to what God says. And we're only going to know what God says when we get into the word. And we have, to, we have to get into the word to know what he's saying. John 14, 23. Jesus replied, all, of, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and will come and make our home with each of them. Let's keep going. Joshua 1, 8. Study the book of instruction. Study the word of God. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey what's written in it. Only then, only then, when you study the word and you obey what it says, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Only then. You have to get in the word, study it, meditate on it day and night, observe to do what's written in it. Then, only then, Will you prosper and succeed in all that you do? It's only when you, when you live according to the word of God. This is how you can live a life of victory. It's this right here. And the last verse there, Luke 5, 4 and 5. This is when Jesus tells Peter to go back out in the water. He says, when you finish speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But listen to these next five words. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. If you read the next verse, they start catching all kinds of fish. They had to get another boat to come out and help them. You know how they got to that place? Of all the fish, all the provision, what they were out last night trying to do. They were trying to get all this fish last night. They're trying to get all the provision. You know, as fishermen, that's what they needed. They wanted all this fish. They go out and they catch nothing. 
Then they come back. Jesus bars the boat. He speaks to the crowd. Then he tells them, go back out there. And Simon says, we were out there all last night. We didn't catch anything. But then he says, but because you say so, I'll do it. And he went out and did that. And I'm telling you, fish, fish, fish. To the point of another boat has to come out and help. There's so many fish. And I know all three of these, we just went through a lot of different scriptures. We talked about a lot. It seems very basic where Jesus says, come to me, listen to my teaching, and follow it. But I'm telling you, here's the, here's the whole thing about today. You have to, if you want to be victorious, the days, listen, the days of just living on the Sunday morning message, those days are gone. You can't, you can't make it on the Sunday morning message. You can't. You can't make it just eating breakfast on Sunday, not eating any food the rest of the week. I can't. I don't even want to try. I barely make it to lunch. I'm hungry right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm hungry right now. But, you know, spiritually we do that, and then we wonder why we feel defeated, and we wonder why we struggle, and we wonder why we don't walk with confidence and victory, and, and we wonder why we deal with some of the insecurity and some of the stuff that we deal with. And I can tell you, some of it is because, listen, we're not going to Jesus, and we're not digging in his word, listening to what he's telling us, and then we're not obeying it. But if you do, you will be like that house that's built on the foundation that says, listen, I know who my God is. I know who I believe in. I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed to him. I know who he is. I stand in confidence with my God's ability. I know what he says about me. I know that he says who I am and what I can be. And I believe what he says about me. And I'm going to live it out. And I'm going to obey what he says. And when he says go, I'm going to go. When he says stop, I'm going to stop. When he says turn this way, I'm going to turn this way. Whatever he says, I'm going to do it. Because he's going to see to it that I'm safe. Because I'm righteous because of Jesus in me, and the righteous run to him, and they're safe. And because I know what his word says, and because I know who I am, I'm going to live that out, and it'll change my life. It'll change your life when you really come to Jesus, and you really decide enough's enough. I can't just live this, you know, go to church every week and just do my little church thing. It's got to be a personal relationship with Jesus. That's what you have to have. It has to be one where you can come to him even in all of your stuff, even when you mess up, even when you miss the mark, you come to Jesus anyway. Because my kids will come to me when they're hurt. They'll come to me when they're scared. They'll come to me when they're sad. They'll come to me when life is tough. And I still love them. And your father still loves you. And he wants you to be strong. And he wants you to be confident. He wants you to make it through the difficult places of life when you face them. And he tells you the way you're going to do it is if you'll come to him. And you'll listen to what he says. And then you obey it. Because this word, will, it'll change you. It'll change you. It'll show you not only who God is, it'll show you who you are. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Romans 3.24 says that God declares that you are righteous. And this is what righteous people do. They run to Jesus. And he takes care of them. We have to make that a priority. We have to. For you to make it. And I'm telling you, the world we live in doesn't seem to be getting any healthier. But you know what? 
If we'll run to Jesus and not to Facebook, we'll, we'll build ourselves up. We'll be confident.